0: Betches Media presents
1: If you feel depressed and if you feel anxious and you feel confused, you know what? Welcome to the
2: club Gaspacho police! Oh my God! What a
0: stupid son of a
2: He believes that it's a woman's right, it's a woman's body, and it's her choice The
0: Betches SUP Podcast
2: Diana sucka! Hello, I'm Amanda Duberman. Welcome to the Better Sub Podcast, where C-SPAN meets the group chat to help you process and laugh at the biggest topics in U.S. news and politics. Today, I'm so thrilled to be here with an incredible group of women. I am here with Tia Lesson, Emma Pildis, Eileen Smith, and Diane Stevens. They are the filmmakers and the subject of The Janes, a documentary premiering on HBO Max that tells the story of a group of Chicago women who helped others navigate the illegal abortion world by providing counseling, information, financial assistance, and abortion services to an Estimated eleven thousand women in the late 1960s and early 1970s. I am really like starstruck right now because after watching the documentary, that was my Marvel movie. You guys are my Avengers. It was really incredible and moving. I feel like you got you guys should make the next uh, next. They should Marvel should call you guys next.
1: <laughs> We're ready.
3: I think HBO should create some Jane action figures. Oh, I do like definitely. That.
2: Good yeah yeah yeah, exactly so you know we'll just jump right in we are speaking a few weeks after a draft opinion leech from the supreme court is suggesting that five of the nine justices are prepared to completely overturn roe versus wade the precedent protecting a woman's right to an abortion so we're actually talking on monday after cities across the nation held rallies in support of abortion rights so i want to point it to uh to diane and eileen first um It's a pretty obvious and candid question, but did you ever think we would be back here in a moment like this?
1: I don't really think, I don't think so. I didn't think it would be so dramatic. I mean, it was just like things were being eaten away and worked around, but I I didn't think it would be so dramatic. Although once it happened, you're like, well, of course.
4: I didn't expect it, Mm -hmm. but looking at it, I can see how the um, anti-abortion forces really played the long game. Of working to put their people in positions of power. Um, They were really smart and devious and awful. And I am so sad and outraged that this has happened.
2: Yeah. Uh, I feel like smart, devious and awful could be their tagline. I mean, there's no better way to put it than that. So to the filmmakers, I mean, this film is obviously incredibly timely. There have been efforts to nudge the Supreme Court towards a position, as you mentioned, to overturn abortion rights that are really materializing now. Um, but I'm I'm really curious how that timeline matched up to the making of this film, so I'd love to sort of go to the origins. Um, why did you want us to highlight the story of the Janes and the service uh, right now, or when you decided to make the film? What moved you to, to start then?
5: Um, yeah, I mean, I, I have a family connection to the story. Oh, cool. So, yeah, it is cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so Daniel Arcana, who is one of the other producers on the on the film and also my brother, um, felt like once Trump got into office and and started to um, pack the courts, that it was time to see what we could do to get this film made. Um, I think, you know, he saw what we were all seeing um, of, you know, he smelled smoke. Mm hmm. So, um, so he started to develop it and we developed, then we developed it together and asked Tia if she would like to be involved. And HBO came in very early with a lot of wonderful support. Um, so, you know, uh, the timing, I mean, I don't know that we could have predicted this, mm-hmm. this timing. You know, the film is coming out on HBO on June 8th mm-hmm. and, um... And we may or may not have Roe still in place at that point. So it, the timing is remarkable, but it, it's it's you know it's not that stunning. If you were paying attention, And, you know they started to eat away at Roe just a couple of years. You know the Hyde Amendment came down three years after. So mm. um, so it's been a slow chipping away for fifty years. Um, and has come to a head in the last couple. And um T and I are just very um, humbled to be able to tell these women's story and hope that it does something,
3: mm-hmm.
2: yeah. i mean, the the outcome of Roe versus Wade, it it feels like it is a it's a really triumphant moment in the film, and it comes sort of towards towards the end of of the film. I'm really curious what it was like for people to re-experience that, re-experience that moment in that victory, knowing that that hard-won victory was potentially in peril.
5: Was that a really emotional process? We've, we've screened it a couple times, twice, I guess, since the leak. And I, I will say watching those, those final minutes of the film after the leak um, it, it hits, a, it hits a bit differently.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm. Diane and Eileen, how about you? What was it like to revisit that, knowing that 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 huge victory was maybe going to be revisited?
1: Awful. And yeah. like a gut punch. Mm. Just like mm. the door slam. You're like, are you kidding me? You almost can't believe it. Um, yeah.
2: And were you two of the seven that were arrested?
4: I was arrested. You were,
2: yes, yes, yes. Do you still remember? I have to ask if you remember the tastes of the note cards. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, we were chewing on those note cards.
2: And there's a yeah, there's a part in the film where there is sort of like a bust and to protect. You provided lots of services for women seeking abortion. I mean, really just like 360, whatever they needed. It really throws into relief how many people are kind of necessary to make this a a safe experience for for a woman but there is a point where you're getting arrested and and i read that you were eating the cards but it was most important to eat the names and addresses so you didn't have to eat all of them just the names and addresses
4: (laughs) well we didn't want we didn't want any potential people you know any woman to have any repercussions from the arrests Um, when when the police came in you know i was at the door the police came in pretty forcefully and I went to the, the living room where the women were wait, actually waiting to have their abortions. And I said, rather redundantly, um, this is the police. These are the police. <laughs> and you've done nothing wrong. And, uh, you know, you, and do not talk, you do not have to talk to them. Mm-hmm.
6: Yeah, amazing. <laughs> gifts do you have for Dachshund owners? There's jewelry, ceramic, toys, board games, all kinds of fun stuff. A gifting moment is always right around the corner. Whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you. Gift Mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now.
0: When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy.
2: The period represents a time when abortion was illegal, and you all have really deeply personal reasons for deciding to join the service and helping women access this safely, more humanely, with whatever support uh, they could have, and Again, I, anytime I say this, I can't believe I'm saying it, but we are likely about to enter a period where it is again outlawed and large reasons of the country. I think a lot of us who you know weren't alive during that period are learning how to reference that time in our activism in a way that is really productive while also acknowledging that you know there are also some new options now like the abortion pill and medication abortions. So I'm just really curious, how will the world of a legal abortion look different in 2022 from how it did around 1972? And how do you think it'll look the same?
5: Yeah, I think there's some big differences. The the abortion pill is a big one. Um, the internet is a big one, mm-hmm. <laughs> a really big one.
2: Yeah, I kept thinking how the internet could have made a lot of you guys' work a lot more seamless.
5: <laughs> yeah, I mean, certainly it helps as an organizing tool, as we've seen, you know, in a, in a lot of in a lot of resistance movements, or you know. So I, I think there's a lot of way, big ways, big ways that are, that are different. Some of the things that are going to be the same though, is the state by state thing is going to, it's going to, it's going to be the same. It's going to be low income women, women of color, rural women, women that don't have access to, to cars, women that need childcare, women in, you know, strained abusive relationships. Those are going to be the women that are going to suffer the most. That's not going to be any different if we're making women travel. For basic health care. So, I, it's, there's parts of this film, um, that, you know, I think in the same way that, that watching those last moments of the re- relief on the women's faces in our film when, when Roe passed and, and talking about that, it, it's hard to watch, it's hard to watch knowing that, um, you know, some of the things that happen then are going to happen the exact same way, and there's going to be a lot of a, a lot of casualties.
4: I think one thing that's that's so much worse now is that you mm-hmm. see much more bullying of women, shaming of women, women being criminalized for maybe a miscarriage. Oh. I think it's way worse in that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's something that's so harsh and so horrible. The victimization, especially. As, you know, Emma was saying, these young women, women of color, women without financial resources, the way they're shamed. Yeah,
3: yeah. You know, the internet is a double-edged sword because while we can get, you know, information um, and we can use our mobile phones to, you know, call networks, you know, to enable us to find abortion care, um, that all that information can be collected, can be, you know, subject to police warrant and, you know, law enforcement agencies can, can track us down, can look for anybody who's searched for the word abortion pill um, and, you know, cast a very wide net. They can also um, geolocate folks who have been in the vicinity of an abortion care facility or, or inside a facility. So there's, you know, potential for surveillance that far, you know, exceeds the kind of red squad surveillance that we document in the film that the Chicago police squad was using. I mean, in that time they were using index cards, you know, this, so this technology can both, you know, help people find care, but it also can potentially make them subject to prosecution and imprisonment.
2: As I, yeah, there's, there's a point in the film where I, there's a gentleman just talking about even just how the, like how many flights were, were organized. And I mean, we were recently talking to somebody at Planned parent who said that's gonna be, that's something they're already focusing on yeah. is figuring out how to tell people which airports are actually most accessible from which cities, you know, like it might might be a shorter flight here, but you don't have to take as long of an Uber here. And those are just factors that like when you're already ending a pregnancy, there are lots of, I, I, not everybody experiences the same emotions around it, but some of them, it's like the last thing you wanna do is book a hotel and 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 book travel.
5: Well, just there's that element to it. It's the last thing you want to do, but it's it's so unjust. Of course, this healthcare you can't dole out healthcare that way. It shouldn't mm-hmm. be based on you know where you are and whether you can travel or not. So that's the thing where it just fills me with rage. is just the injustice of 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 that and of of, of supplying healthcare and that basic yeah, yeah. healthcare in that way.
2: And that was another sort of contrast I wanted to maybe make to the times that Diana and Eileen were operating because it seemed like people knew that you were operating and providing the service which was illegal at the time long before the the bust sort of happened and I think with as a lot of these laws kind of come up and go into effect it seems like we're going to be relying a lot on just if prosecutors go after it or if people bother to you know end up pursuing these like bounty law cases. So I'm curious, you know, Diane, you spoke to how kind of the the cultural environment is a little bit different with a lot of targeting and criminalization of women. But do you think the political context is also different? Now? Do you do you think that are you concerned about kind of community members being more eager to, you know, report their neighbors for obtaining abortion than before?
4: I'm, I'm worried about that. Yes, I am worried about it. You know, First the Texas law, and then I think Oklahoma is going to fall into place with similar yeah. law. I mean, we saw that woman that was uh, um, jailed uh, in Texas uh, because of uh, being seeking medical care for a miscarriage, um, and then if there's a financial incentive, and they, these people are right. they're horrible and they're ruthless, and they really don't seem to care about if a woman has children that uh, are already in the home that she's not going to be able to care for. It's really sick. I mean, I can't, it's so unconscionable.
1: It seems like a much meaner time. I mean, in a way, abortion back then, I mean, some people would get really upset, but there was a very benign feeling about it in general. Um, And I mean, just like they really didn't even want to do that bust. You know, in the movie, that, mm-hmm, that, yeah, oh, wait a minute, you know, but there was more of we're, we're right now. And a lot of it's because of the political divide and what's happened during the pandemic and when Trump was in. it, it there just seems to be a meanness that wasn't there before. And it's evil.
3: It's scary. they're they're talking about, you know, the, the new frontier is putting laws in place that not only govern your behavior within a state, but will prosecute people. When they go across straight lines and potentially international lines um, or right. if they get an abortion pill in another state and then, you know, fit, you know, have the miscarriage back at home. I mean, it's it's like it's it's dystopian. It's handmaid's tale, right. you know, right. fiction, but it's happening and it's happening now.
2: It seems like when you were operating, there were, I mean, now when we talk about, you know, abortion bans, like we do recognize that it is low income women who will suffer the most. It seems like when you guys were operating, it it seems like you were you providing the service for people who were higher income and were members of like had an influence on society. Do you think that those that people are just more separate now that people that are in power and aren't speaking up about this just don't feel like they will be personally impacted? Hmm. That's a good question. Yeah. I,
4: I don't know. Yes, you're right that uh, women that have, you know, are mm-hmm. in a better situation that have access to maybe a friendly doctor that can help them or, mm. you know, financial resources to leave the country, you know, certainly they've always, you know, had more options than poor women. I don't know. That's a
2: good Were you surprised to hear, because I that you know after the Texas law, I think there was a lot of questions like, what's going to happen? Will doctors, will providers actually stop? And and based on data analysis, it appears that they have, and abortion rates are are really down there. Did you expect that, or did you think that people would just continue with defiance, or or were you expecting there to be just like the abortion rates to completely go down?
1: I expected it to go down. Who people wouldn't have the money to keep going. I mean, you'd have to have mm-hmm. money, you'd have to have the ability to withstand a lot of bullshit and be strong, but financially, how you, you'd need protection, you'd need to have somebody say, hey, we'll go ahead and sue under this thing, because otherwise they're just going to close you down. And there mm-hmm. was, there was yeah. you no know, nobody came forward with the money to continue this. So it, I wasn't surprised. I thought that that would happen.
3: It amounts to for, forced childbirth. Oh, exactly. Oh, absolutely. Right. Yeah, there are women in Texas that are going across the border to Mexico.
2: Yeah, well, they were going to Oklahoma and then they're just choking off wherever. I'm not sure if this is intentional in the film, but it does a really excellent job just at showing just how many people were involved in this process. And I I, we're talking about the Texas law and I just kept talking about the Texas law because it wants to criminalize. You can go after anyone who aids or abets and just there's so many different people in this film who technically count as aid and a bet you have somebody meet somebody you need drivers you Mm -hmm. need you need an apartment you need a a roommate willing to be quiet or nice about it which it sounds like eileen you had some some challenges with at various points (laughs) but you just think of of all of the different people that are involved with this and i just it really made me it really made me look at the Texas law, which is so horrifying, but even just in a, a different way because of all of the people you could potentially go after if you right. if yeah. you wanted to make a quick I mean, people could like make a cottage industry out of this out of just suing abortion providers.
5: It's such a good point. I hadn't thought about that. I mean, um, it you know, when you're mimicking a healthcare a health system that's non-existent mm-hmm. for a group of, of people, um, it's it involves a lot of um Support and smarts and organization and a lot of people. um, You know, the women's families had to be supportive in a certain Mm -hmm. way. You know, they had to lend out their homes. Their their partners had to support and do what they could. You know, they had real some real male allies in in this as well. Mm -hmm. You know, so I mean. It it, it takes a lot. So that's that's the scary version of, you know, is is being cognizant of that and how how much it takes. And then seeing these laws sort of fall into place Mm -hmm. and realizing that everybody can be prosecuted. The other part of it is how um, deeply inspiring Mm -hmm. it, it is to to see all these people that are willing to help. Mm-hmm. And that are willing to fill a void for our government and for our healthcare system because, out of just basic human decency and wanting to save lives, you know these women will never let us call them heroes <laughs> um for very good reason because they you know they don't want to be deemed heroes because they want the message to be very clear that we all have the option to mm-hmm. to to do what's right and to do what's decent and to help each other um but this was quite this was quite an inspiring thing that they did um and in a, you know amazing to work with this material and these interviews and in the middle of a pandemic, in the middle of a healthcare crisis, going in every day and listening to these interviews and um, being reminded of their, their, their willingness to, to do this work.
2: Yeah. It's one of those movies that you watch and you're just like, oh, I love women. Mm-hmm. Women are the best. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Today's episode of American Fever Dream is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you. Newly is an amazing value at $98 a month for any six styles. And right now, you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code FeverDream20. Just go to com. that's Newly with two U's, and enter the code FeverDream20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's com. Newly with two U's with code FeverDream20. Newly subscription clothing rental, change your clothes. My closing question, kind of for everybody, where you, you talk about some of, um, not your transition to abortion rights, but you just talk about how, your engagement in civil rights and everything and how there was sort of a, an element of toxic masculinity to it at the time and different priorities. I personally have a lot of feelings about how the Democratic Party has and has not prioritized abortion access. I think that things could have been done or spoken about differently that could have prevented us from being in this moment. As you said, I mean, the other side has done a very clever strategic job, you know, lining up the court. But... Have you sort of watched, watched, you know, abortion rights, this debate kind of change of theirs? I guess my, my question is, like, do you have a message for the Democratic Party or like, what do you think needs to happen? Have you been disappointed by the lack of like real wholehearted embrace by the party because you have I'm getting nods. Yeah, let's talk about it.
1: I mean, I, I don't know if I expected much, but it was even less. Mm. Right? And it's horrifying. And, and especially now that we're here, no, absolutely disappointed, frustrated, pissed off, They can't get it together. I don't understand. You know, their idea is just, uh, you know, and here's this other side just going straight forward with what they want and they're getting.
3: I would just add, I mean, the vast majority of people in this country support the right of people to access abortion care. And the fact that that's not reflected in our state, you know, policymaking or, you know, federal courts, the Supreme Court you know, Congress, the Congress can't pass this. I mean, it's really outrageous. It doesn't It doesn't make any sense um, that we're having these conversations all over again, and the Democrats, you know, need to do a better job to represent, you know, the the people in their districts and their
4: communities and their states. Yeah. Abortion is health care. People don't have access to health care, period. Plus, they don't have access to yeah. abortion. So the whole...
1: Um, And absolutely everybody, I mean, you know, the day after the leak went out, um, you know, I started, I mean, I tried to make some phone calls, you know, senators, Mm -hmm. congressmen, you know, it's like I'm sitting here, I'll do something. I donated some money here and there, you know, everybody Mm -hmm. outraged. I couldn't get through it all. They're like, our phones are swamped, can't even leave a message, don't even bother to send an email. And you're like, yeah, Mm -hmm. you know, there's a flower place in Chicago that... You know, I've used to send flowers, and they like, and you know, it's just before Mother's Day. They're like, "We are too busy making phone calls to our senators and congressmen, but please still <sighs> ours." <laughs> so I, <I'm-> wow, <laughs> I mean, I thought it was so, and they listed who you should call, but in your that's Airbnb, awesome. I was like, wow, that is so cool that they did that. You know, mm-hmm. so they were being pumped mm-hmm. with these calls, and still, I, 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 I don't. I- it's like.
2: Yeah. I mean, I found it really interesting what you said where, you know, abortion wasn't as um, like stigmatized. It was somebody was pregnant and wanted not to be. And it feels like we've seeded the cultural language like Joe Biden doesn't say abortion and and people get in their head about whether we're that's um, incendiary to say the word. And it just feels like we never had to be in this place where it was incendiary to word. I mean, you say the word, you're using it so freely and, you know, it seems like there have been some some definite mistakes that Helped get us here And obviously There's a very clear People to blame But I Yeah Definitely some frustrations
5: But we can all do You know Do mm-hmm. our part In, in, de- in the De-stigmatizing Aspect Yeah of it, You know Yeah um, I think Tia and I Really want to One thing we would love For this film to do Is to promote Conversations For people to be Talking about it um, And Open about it And Feeling safe to be open about it, um, and also, you know, putting it into the zeitgeist, into the, onto the screen, having it reflect back to people um, all the different versions of, of of it. The the you know, the women that that it was a really hard decision for, the women that it was a really easy decision mm-hmm. for. You know, it's time to be able to talk about it.
1: I mean, I was going to just say that I think it's already started to do that because just, okay, the movie's this week in Chicago. It's going to be on HBO. So, you know, then you're talking to people that you don't know that well. And, mm-hmm. hey, I'm going to, I'm in this documentary. And, you know, if you want to see it. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah. And, I mean, the stories just come out. You know, my really? yeah. legal abortion. My mother, I, I, you know, you're like, what? you know, you've known these people for, mm-hmm. you know, not like close friends, but all of a sudden it's out there and people are talking. And that is really Mm -hmm. important and really good.
2: I guess you guys don't go about your lives just saying, like, hi, I'm Eileen. I'm Diane. I used to help uh, with an underground abortion ring. So it's a good
3: opportunity. (laughs) (laughs) The thing is that one in every four women in their childbearing years will have had an abortion. And so it's a very, very common thing. And it's much safer than a colonoscopy done done right. I mean, it's much safer than a tonsillectomy. The World Health Organization says it's uh, it's safer than getting a shot of penicillin, um, so there's no reason why this should be stigmatized as you know in this no. day and age, and um, and so we want this film especially to to talk to young people, or actually the entire population of you know between the ages of thirteen of menstruating people between the ages of thirteen and fifty, who weren't around in the era before mm-hmm. Roe. And don't know what it looks like. Haven't heard of the septic abortion wards that were set up in every city that we show in the film, where women who had self-induced or had you know botched abortions came to 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 get care and sometimes to die. Um, who don't know about the, the the struggles that 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 low-income, disproportionately women of color had to get this mm-hmm. basic health care. So, we're hoping you know that this engages particularly you know, young people, you know, who who have a big stake in this conversation. Mm-hmm.
2: And just to close, Diana and Eileen, I'm wondering if you have, you know, I'm 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 tempted to just ask you very broadly, which I'm sure everybody does. Do you just have a message for people in this moment? But maybe more particularly, do you have a message for men in this moment?
4: <laughs> support the women, support the women in your life, vote,
1: mm-hmm.
4: talk to politicians, just be out there
1: and understand that this is a basic health care that it's not this weird thing over to the side that maybe your girlfriend or your wife might have to deal with, that it is just basic health care. Like you can get a vasectomy, you can, you know, have a colonoscopy like nobody does, but you know, that it's just basic, you know. (laughs) Mm
5: -hmm. Well, because, and and men benefit from this being available too. I mean, that is just like a fallacy to use a word um <laughs> that, that that's you know that this is just a women's issue you know this is not just a women's issue i mean it is in that you should listen and 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 be an ally mm-hmm. and let women lead but um but this is important for for everyone yeah. and and it's important to remember that
3: mm-hmm. 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 yeah absolutely so step up
2: yeah,
5: exactly. There you,
2: go. there you go. In summary, too long didn't read. Step up. Thank you so much for being so generous with your time and experiences. Yeah. Our listeners, definitely check out the film. Like I said, it's like a Marvel movie, except I kept like waiting for like at the end of the credits, like then it's like, oh, things are going to turn. Luckily, you just can enjoy the victory of that moment and and just the seeing how you, you all made it work is very inspirational for a lot of us, a lot of people that are going to be in positions to also help out. So thank you so,
5: so much. Really appreciate it. Thank you. for. Thank you. Thank, thank you. Well. Take care. Bye.